What's up, TCFO owners and enthusiasts? Welcome again. Season 1, Episode 4, our Team Breakdown, Team Analysis series is going to start. We've got 12 episodes, hopefully dropping one each week, talking about all the teams in the league, starting with none other than the champ, Boss Fight. Hope you're enjoying our new intro music. Zilla Farilla special, his suggestion. Um, I kind of like it. So here we go. We got... 12 teams to break down, talk about keepers, talk about strengths and weaknesses, Uh, you know, give some ideas, get some ideas from uh, the owners themselves as I hope to have them on for each one of the 12 podcasts coming up. So once again, Zilla Farilla joining me and we will be starting with Boss Fight. Enjoy. All right, we're here now. I guess we've got uh, Boss Fight and Zilla Ferilla. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Go ahead, Zilla. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, coming back at you here now with our first team review. And, of course, we had to start with the champion. So introduce yourself, champion. Hey there. It's great to be here. It is good to be the champion. Uh, I am I am Boss Fight. I am Ben, uh, brother of previous guest. Craig the factory on here. We have a kind of a nice brother theme yeah, going on, which yep. I kind of like. Yeah, we will break that up eventually, but so far we're sticking to the brothers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's nice. I've been in the league for shoot four years now, and um, I was invited after Craig. You know, it's been in this league forever, and uh, it, it's just been cool, kind of being part of this. It's it's cool seeing like. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a point to make here, but all the yeah, all the characters in here, yeah, There's a little chit chat going back and forth. Yeah, right. We so we met up at the draft, so we had a little brothers get together at the draft. Mm-hmm. So all good since then. You've been uh, hanging in there. Explain to talk talk to us a little bit about um, who you are. Um, if you you don't have to reveal too much personal information, but you know what do you do? Are you are you an IT <laughs> nerd like the rest of us? Or Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in software. I kind of took after Craig. Uh, you know, he was a he was a good role model. So uh, eventually, I just kind of stole his career and everything too. And it was a pretty good decision. <laughs> good, good role model, Craig. Who? <laughs> Ouch! Now we got to have him back on for rebuttal. So, <laughs> hey. Um. Uh, so first things first. Um. Everybody wants to know. Um. I think I know the answer. But where did your team name come from? Let's start with that. Oh, sure. Boss fight. Yeah. Well, funny, because I actually uh, the first year in 2015, I was actually boss battle. I was trying to think about it. I just wanted something fun. And I was thinking I like video games, you know, just it's it's a throwback to uh, the big guy that you got to fight at the end of the game. You know, you got to it, it's the boss fight. It's, and then I realized I said I actually say boss fight more naturally. So I changed it after the first nice. year I've been keeping that going. And I'm glad to actually have kind of no lived kidding. up to that now. I think like, you know, <laughs> wet bandits in week 13 or whatever is looking at my, looking at my record. Like this guy's undefeated. It's, you know, uh, the longest streak in TCFL history. I'm looking at Yahoo. It says, yeah, at least this season, 10 wins in a row. Uh, and I look at that, like that's a boss fight. And Hey, you know what? Hey, he, he beat the boss yeah. at that point. Uh, yeah. it did not go away with the most wins, uh, the most wins in a season record. I actually ended up tying that. At eleven wins, so oh, jealousy abounds over here. 
right now. That's right. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, kind of figured you are the uh, you are the boss battle, boss fight now. So I I enjoy the team name. I think it's pretty cool because I'm a super, I'm a child of the '80s, so Super Mario, you know, yeah. reigns clear with me. So. So you went from boss battle to boss fight because uh, you just say boss fight more naturally? Is that what you said? Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, I kind of like the alliteration. I'm always a fan of that, okay. you know. But uh, in, in this case, I think it's more accurate. Okay. Hey, when, did you, when did you switch over? It was uh, 2016, okay. yeah. So it was just one year as boss battle. And now it's been three years as boss fight. Now you're the boss. That's right. The boss. I'm trying. So I wanted to go over a little bit, you know, go over your history a little bit. Um, I will. So yeah. you, your team's been owned before, so I'm going to go over a little bit of history of that too. But then I really want to just talk about your team. You know, your strengths. Your, yeah, it sounds like a good topic for you. Um, some of your opportunities, potentially if there is any. Um, you know, over. I want to go over this with every team. You know, trades that you may have done over the last year, or some things that have been really good for your team. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple things you want to chat about too. So um, let's just go over quick. You, you fi- obviously you finished first in 2018. You are uh, this is your first TCFL championship in 2018. The first actually for the franchise as a whole in the last 15 years. So uh, so there you go. Wow. You take it over, and four years later, you are on top of the world. Um, boss, boss fighting everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, your actual average finishing position in 14 years of the league, 15 years of the league is 7.3. So outside of the playoffs on average, um, I don't know if you have <laughs> stats for yourself going back the four years. I do actually. I, I happened to look at it because I was, I was very amused to see that, uh, my franchise is dead last in career <laughs> win rating. Throughout there, so I gotta, you know, I'm like, I'm inheriting like Dragon Army and Ender's Game for a weird reference. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, I gotta bring it back. And I did, you know, we're we're, we're coming, we're coming out strong. But actually, I had three years. I look at it, and uh, 2015, I came in six and seven. 2016, a six and seven rating again, record again, and uh, 2017, a seven hey, and six wow. rating. Uh, nice. So, so I, I was, you know, I was being the old St. Louis Rams there for a while, and just not really just getting anywhere. Or... But um, yes. Yeah, I was doing my best. But, you know, I, I remember essentially trying to make it work and making some big trades that, that ended up working out. Uh, what I remember coming in, coming into this league was really fun because Craig, you know, had been t- talking about this. I was a little interested. And now basically in, in 2015, he came to me and said, hey, do you want to be in this dynasty league? You're going to get Andrew Luck, AJ Green, Greg Olson at the time, and the number one overall pick. <laughs> and it was a good year to have that number one overall pick, wasn't it? Because that became, yeah, Todd Gurley. And that was kind of the first choice. Um, I had It was Todd Gurley versus Melvin Gordon at the time. And uh, Todd Gurley was seen as that risk because he had nice. had that injury. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I've been in fantasy football enough. Like, don't worry about this four-week injury for your, you know, franchise player. And uh, ended up uh, working out well for me, and I'm happy to like. Uh, I guess that's the thing. It's 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 funny to have all this success now coming through this year finally, because weirdly enough, I feel like I earned it. That's, I don't know right. if that's a little. <laughs> that's what happens with these keeper leagues and dynasty leagues. Man, you got to build them back up. I know there was a you, you had you actually held held on to AJ Green. You've held on to Andrew Luck. Um, you've acquired mm-hmm. a couple other pieces that we'll go through here in a little bit too. Uh, phenomenal job. So you're actually. Um, the it according to the rankings that I look at, the number one overall 
um, keepers slash dynasty team in the league. So um, as we go through your strengths and stuff, there's a lot of them. So, well, and you you took over for uh, the worst team owner TCFL has ever had, oh, and it's so bad that uh, we kicked him out of the league. So. Um, you <laughs> oh, definitely geez. even get more credit for building the team back up to where you built it, and and you're a, you're a three-time Zippy Award winner here too. Oh so yeah, I guess we do have to rename those, don't we? What is it? What yeah. is the survey? We yeah. did a survey, right? Yeah. So the survey says um, there were um, only six votes out of the twelve teams. Um, there were two votes for other, and four votes for the Zippies, and zero votes for the FBs. So. Um, my creation is, is no longer, um, but I think they shall be here, hereby renamed, um, the Zippy Awards. All right. So there you go. Sorry, Craig. Um, uh, so let's go, uh, over some of your strengths or, or a lot of your strengths in this case. Um, when we get to my team, it'll be less. And then when we get to, to the bone crushers, there'll be probably none, um, so, so what I have written down is, um, strengths, everything for, let's just go through position by position for you, because, um, there are quite a few things to talk about. Are you thinking keepers? Yeah. Specifically? No, I mean, just the positions as a whole. I think once you get down to running backs and wide receivers, you'll get into the keeper talk, but I mean, you've got basically the number one and number two keeper quarterbacks. So with Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes, so what is it now you don't have to give away all your strategy, but what is it that you plan to do here? You can only keep one. Sure. Yeah, you know, that's that's funny because you know, looking back at it, I started Andrew Luck the first two weeks <laughs> of the season and then I just kind of the Patrick Mahomes train. I, I switched a little bit, but you know, looking at this, it's 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 insane looking at holding at and holding on to Andrew Luck for years like I did you know there there's the whole year he didn't play and then the year before that we barely played and there's all the questions and even coming into this year then you know there is that story one week where they brought in the backup QB to throw the <laughs> that's right to yeah, throw the deep that, yeah. yeah so even in this year there were these questions but what I saw was Andrew Luck being a pro being that guy coming back and not only playing as good as he had but maybe having his best year as a pro and um and to to look at all that that he accomplished and, and to think to myself that I'm still pretty high on Patrick Mahomes going forward just in the end is, is, is just a testament to how crazy this season was. And we got some value there. So go ahead. Absolutely. So for me, you know, to be honest, if I can use this podcast for anything, it's a platform for advertising my team. And I would say, to be honest, I'm, I'm looking at trades. You know, I'd like to hear from people. I'll, you think of the number one and two overall dynasty quarterback? I'm flattered. I'm, I would think so myself. There's not a lot of other guys I'd rather have. I think uh, especially they've gotten, got the uh, – there's always that funny fantasy quarterback thing of great QB with a bad defense. And uh, Andrew Luck had that for a long time, and he's kind of losing that with getting a good defense in there. But uh, obviously – Kansas City's fired their defensive coordinator, Bob Sutton, and we'll see what they do going forward. But uh, I think that kind of factors in. Yep. Uh, not a little bit, you know, in the short term, but not much. In the end, uh, you know, I'm just interested to kind of hear what uh, other people are interested in paying for my guys. I've got I got people for sale. It's, uh, you know, yeah, keep everybody after the championship. You know, we got we to gotta have That's a brain right. drain. Yeah, so guys are for sale. So TCFL owners, you've been warned. Going back money. to um, oh, yeah. the draft, Ben, um, Mahomes, 
you got him in the fourth round, I think, right? Yes, and that's correct. So going back to that, like, what were you thinking when you drafted him? Were you thinking, ah, he'll be an okay backup? Or you think, did you, I mean, uh-huh. the fact that you drafted him in the fourth round doesn't, you know, you probably didn't know he was going to be this good. Otherwise, you would have taken him in the first round. But um, what were you thinking? I, uh, I, to be honest, at the time, I barely knew the name Pat yeah, Mahomes. Okay. I, uh, I was familiar with them. What I kind of had, I had read an article just before we were drafting kind of in the, in my prep about second year breakout players. And uh, just this theory that basically, you know, highly drafted guys that maybe didn't play much their rookie year, kind of the theory that maybe their biggest leap as a player is going to come from year one to two. So I looked at a couple of guys and that ha- that happened to be Pat M- Patrick okay. Mahomes. Hey, look at this guy who has basically a complete unknown about his play style. You know, we've got all these good things to think he's at. Uh, Nobody thought he'd be as good as he was. Like the fact that he had all of his Brett Favre, uh, you know, touchdowns and yards and everything with the Alex Smith rate of interceptions, uh, you know, like not turning the ball over was absolutely amazing. Um, But I was hoping that he'd be a bit of a Brett Favre and he'd be a good backup for Andrew Luck because I had this big question mark, you know. So I was since I had a definite starter, I was able to take that wild card. Mm -hmm. And there you go. I think that's what did it, though, was the the Alex Smith release, you know, or I can't remember if they traded him to Washington or not, but yeah. paved the way, right, for Mahomes. And you were uh, yeah. uh, foreseeing that, which was good. Yeah, there's a funny um, funny thing that, that goes with that, too, because round four now, I was pretty happy, you know, building up to this year. I had actually traded away my first round and my third round pick. I traded my first last year to Zach, uh-huh. for Zach Ertz. I forget no, it was me. I traded I tra- yeah. Was that you? <laughs> well, thank you. It's been great. Um, and, and I traded my third away for actually for Alex Smith because I was trying to make a playoff, a push for mm. the playoffs last year. Um, I ended up kind of recouping those. I traded away Sammy Watkins and Jay Ajay and got a couple picks, I think maybe in the third and, and the fourth round or something. Uh, but then that all ended up yeah. paying off now. Coming back to my fourth round, I got down to it and, and I was starting to pick my wild cards. Uh, I got Patrick Mahomes. Following up on that, I actually had another pick uh, for a second-year player, Aaron Jones, uh, running back in the, as the fifth pick in the fourth round. And actually, I think that's going to be a good one coming back. We can talk about that in a bit. But following up that, you know, like two potential, like Patrick Mahomes, great, amazing keeper. Aaron Jones, I think he's solid. I think he's a good keeper prospect. Following that up, Daniel Carlson, <laughs> kicker for the uh, – um, Those the at the time when you drafted him. <laughs> yep, so I just, you know, I like uh, the idea. I think this was actually even the day before that that infamous preseason game where they cut Kai Forbath and then let Daniel Carson <laughs> kick all the things and he missed like, everything. So I think it was right about then. And I was oh, so it was funny to see how that worked out. I had a really fantastic round, all things considered. But you know. With two big miss, or with two big hits, I got one big miss. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hesitant to move on to your next category because it's even just as strong, probably as your mm-hmm. as your quarterback category. So let, let's mm-hmm. talk about your running backs. You've got obviously you've got Todd Gurley. That's a um, hell of a keeper there, which you drafted a couple of years ago. Um, Joe Mixon was he a draft pick of yours? God, you yes, actually, on all these guys? I. I got... I remember joking at the time because what was it? There were four other better picks. There was like three running backs that you wanted. Was that like Fournette yeah. and those guys that year? And then one year, and then I made the joke like, oh, you made me do this. I had to get the guy with character <laughs> concerns. Well, I, he's turned out all right too. And then like you were mentioning yeah. Aaron Jones, 
Um, you know, he's, he's mm. on the fringe of being, you know, a, a top 12, especially in the Green Bay offense with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So, you know, talk about those guys. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, they've all got a, you know, like those guys, Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones, they've got some question marks around them because they're maybe not going to be the only guy on their team. Joe Mixon uh, was was interesting that he did kind of arrive in his second year as the sole leader, you know, standout back in the Bengals' backfield, considering they had always done that uh, that two man thing with Gio and uh, the other guy for a while. Aaron Jones then also was surprising to do the same to manage to 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 stand out, and he was clearly the most talented guy. I think with the change in coaching in Green Bay, it might end up being that they are able to recognize his talent and kind of say like. I, I'm repeating other people's opinions, to be fair. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got Jamal Williams over there. I think, I don't know, to, to me, Aaron Jones kind of risen to the top of that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the funny thing is now, Todd Gurley, interestingly enough, might have uh, his own yes. competition by way of C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, just watching him uh, throughout the playoffs. It was really yeah, I mean, what do you think about that, B? Well, I think uh, C.J.'s only signed for that one year, so I don't even know if he'll be around, but... Um... Uh, the the other one you didn't mention was Lamar Miller. He has best year ever, I think. I heard that somewhere. Not that he's probably a keeper contender with the other backs you have, but I mean, just going back to your stack team, Lamar Miller, best year ever. He was probably your fourth running back. Yeah, the, the good depth you've got. Absolutely. You know, if, uh, thinking about it, I was looking. I'm looking quick at who I started each week, and uh, you know, we we're talking a bit about in season management in in the awards there, and I was actually curious myself. And basically, you know, that second running back spot switched around a little bit. I started Aaron Jones for about two weeks, kind of near the end of the season, um, before the playoffs started. And uh, other than that, you know, uh, Joe Mixon went out with an injury early, and I played Lamar Miller for about three weeks. And there's actually one week where I switched him too late, it looks like, and Lamar got zero points and Joe Mixon went off on the bench. But uh Otherwise, really, I just got to play my starters. You know, A.J. Green got hurt a little bit later, and I was just kind of able to put in Deshaun Jackson and uh, maybe one other guy. And for the most part in the regular season, yeah, I got to just play my keepers, and it was a really fun yeah. really fun experience. Yeah, so let's now. move on to wide receivers then. Yeah, let's move on. I'm getting Jeez, too jealous yeah. and depressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. So, so your, your wide receiver court is currently um, Juju. Uh, you're still hanging on to mm-hmm. AJ Green. He's getting a little longer in the tooth, but still a hell of an asset. Um, I'm not sure about your mm-hmm. last two, Kiki Cutie and, and Curtis Samuel, that you have, but you don't have to keep those guys. Um, I mean, oh, no. how'd you run? Did you draft him too, of course? I I want to say I did. Uh, if I didn't, yeah, I, I drafted him and held on to him. He was uh, competing with Sammy Watkins for me last year, and um, it was a pretty clear pretty clear uh, we're going to want to hold on to Juju as he was, he was definitely yeah. arriving in, in his own you office. you see uh, um, Antonio Brown's tweet today? Oh, I did not. What Basically a, saying goodbye, tweet. Pittsburgh. Thanks for the, thanks for the memory. Yeah. So, need a breaking news sounder. <laughs> well, I might have to pull one in. I can cut and edit that in. No problem. But, uh, yeah, so, so Juju's number one there, as long as Roethlisberger you know, can fling it all around. Yeah, that's interesting. They'll be definitely changing the quarterback then in the next two couple of years within Juju's contract, I'd say, you know. So uh with the changing of the guard there, their offense looking pretty different maybe in the next yeah. year. I think what has been impressive is Pittsburgh has remained pretty 
offensively potent and uh, they've already got their quarterback in waiting I think Mason Rudolph I want to say so hopefully that consistency there and that I think uh, the league is noticing like quarterbacks sitting around and learning are, are having some value that's that's becoming in vogue again with yep. that Mahomes. Mm-hmm. well I think uh, I think Zillow will be in agreement that he wants Pittsburgh to do all right too yes definitely <laughs> well and it'll be interesting to see how much Tuju benefited from Antonio Brown being there and when he's the number one how will he do that's the big question. Yeah, I've, I've, there's a lot of value with having those two big receivers. We saw, we see that obviously as Vikings fans with Diggs mm-hmm. and Thielen, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And Juju and Antonio Brown, uh, that's yeah. been dynamite. All right, on to on to tight ends. I think we've talked enough about all those power positions you've got. Um, and we come on sure. to the third or fourth power position here. You've got Zach Ertz and Eric Ebron, both uh, in the range of, you know, obviously Ertz is a, probably a top three keeper. Um, Ebron's in the you know into the five to ten category probably, but he's still a heck of an asset too. So uh, I guess I'm pretty sure I know what you're doing here, but you might have to find a home for Ebron. <laughs> I I agree honestly. When I look at my roster right now, the biggest trade baits I have are a quarterback and the second tight end. Uh, I think uh, Eric Ebron is a bit of that guy who was kind of not maybe underused or maybe not used properly in his team. So when he left to go to a new team, it's kind of that, Hey, he's a wild card. How's that going to go? Ended up having him and Pat Mahomes in every league, actually all three leagues this year. Got to coast with those guys. It's, it's, it's silly. Um, sorry, this is the TCFL podcast. So, <laughs> bring a bunch of other leagues too. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, but think about this though. You've got, if, if the luck to Ebron connection can keep going next year, I mean, that's, that's like, mm-hmm. you know, 13, 14 touchdowns at 12 points apiece for you. So, you know. He's like, he's like the, the Rudolph that you always wanted or the Gronkowski at light that he might be, you know. I don't know. He didn't have the yards. He wasn't that consistent. But the touchdowns were so consistent. It was, it, it, it was surprising. But he's got a lot of value, and I think they uh, – they like him there, but you know what? They have Jack Doyle as well. And so there's almost that kind of question about how receivers can complement each other. Can tight ends also kind of coexist? Yeah, I mean, it's funny looking at Ebron's stat line every once in a while. It'd be like, you know, five targets, three catches, two touchdowns. <laughs> like, what? what's going right. on here? But yeah. Ertz probably is a, a bigger producer, obviously, but um, touchdowns are very fluky. So. Well, and they also t- talk about backups, just like I know everything about my roster. Zach Ertz now has a challenger in uh, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I like right? him. Yep. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of what happens. But uh, I would expect uh, <laughs> I would expect both of these guys to remain very productive. Yep, another forward. selling piece. So, what do you think, Zach? <laughs> you got something? Uh, yeah, you might have a. a... Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez situation going on there. Just hope one of them's not a killer. Ouch. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should have that discussion on this family-friendly podcast. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, let's let's move on. Uh, I wanted to chat a little bit about your opportunities. I really only see kind of one opportunity for you, and that's that you have a lot of value, and your opportunity is to sell some guys and, and acquire some either some picks or upgrade at a position or, you know, why even um, limit yourself to this coming year's draft? You could get some picks for the following year's draft if you wanted to, you know, I think we are allowed to trade draft picks a couple of years out. So, wow. you know, think about it. 
Hey, that's interesting. I think everybody should be sending me lots of offers for me to consider. <laughs> that's right. yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think people are listening. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, sell your case here. Yeah. I've got a hey, I've got a quarterback, a running back, a receiver, and a tight end. I've got keepers for everybody. Wait, not the receiver, unless you really believe in Kiki QT. But um <laughs> I believe I have legitimately three amazing keepers in my excess quarterback, running back, tight end. So if you can convince me to part with anybody, give me a good enough offer, nice. I'm listening. Very good. You got anything else there, Zilla, you want to ask the the champ? Um I got a couple of things for the. Are we all? Are we at near the end here? I got a couple of things. Yeah, go ahead. Um, how long have you been playing fantasy in general? Oh sure, you know I bet Yahoo can probably tell me that directly, really quickly. Oh my gosh, level diamond. Uh, oh. Seven years, probably seven years, seven or eight years now. So I started after college okay. for sure. Two thousand ten. Is this your only dynasty league? This is the only dynasty okay. league. Yeah, everything. Draft. So seven years. Uh, do you have a favorite player you've owned throughout those seven years? Oh man, you know it might now be guys on my di- guys on my dynasty league here. It's I, I would say it's been Andrew Luck almost. Uh, I'm kind of partial to my quarterbacks. If it's anyone else, I will say I would say I had Cam Newton. My very first my rookie year was his rookie year. And I, 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 he led me to lose in the championship my rookie year. So that was a great learning experience. I think that's one of the most fantasy football things you can do. <laughs> Very nice. Do you play any other fantasy sports other than football? No. Oh, no. Dedicated no, okay. fantasy. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. You, yeah. my, my last question is, um, do, you have your, uh, do you have a biggest regret or mistake, whether it be a trade or a drop or you know, someone that you own that you were like, Oh my God! Why did I drop this guy? Or why did I trade this guy? I I do actually. Um, I I found this while I was looking through some old emails, but I actually have an old trade offer from the Feelers, uh, and they offered somebody. I ended up trading away. I tr- ended up trading away Jay Ajay. They were going to give me DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, oh. Wow! What could have been? <laughs> Feel good that year. Oh man. The one wrong move that, I mean, the whole career. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Might have been some more. But, uh, you know, I, if I gave it anything else, you know, this season has been really fun. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing looking at the wins and kind of looking at the numbers. You kind of went over it. I had a good margin of victory. It scored well. Um, but the funny thing that you guys didn't, didn't really pick up on or maybe wasn't very aware, very aware from the outside, but I can tell you the real story of my playoffs my playoffs this year were all about shooting myself in the foot and kind of and not doing what I had been doing right. I had been just playing my starters. Hey, play my keepers. These guys are studs. Play your studs. Don't don't overthink it. But when it came down to the playoffs, I had a lot of injuries. AJ Green was out. Yep. People weren't playing. I needed another receiver. I had Curtis Samuel, who gave me quite a few duds. Um, Chase Edwards. Yeah, I played him. He got two point one <laughs> points in the final oh, game. You try to get cute a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I was overthinking myself. I was being silly, but in the end, I had to play those guys. Everyone else was out. But uh, if I had just looked at rankings pages, I would have picked up. Uh, I think Robbie Anderson would have carried me and given me like twenty points up in the final matchup. But uh, in the end, yeah, it, it went down to uh, 
to Philip Lindsay and uh, that Monday night game, yes. I had just the Bears lead of six and a half points. And I was looking at this like, I could have done so many different <laughs> things. I didn't have to play Jake Edmonds. I didn't have to play Curtis Samuel. I didn't need these guys. Like, I'm looking at this. I watched the game and um, I can't believe it, but I don't see him after a while. And to think that he went out, he got hurt. And just right then, like, what? This is an intervention. I think <laughs> you were uh, destined. Because I didn't know, to be honest. Uh, it, it was a real big asterisk kind of on the season to me that I, I feel like I got saved in the end. But that's football. That's yeah, that fantasy football. <laughs> it was amazing. All right. Well, there you have it. You've got the enthusiasm of a boss fight in the league. Let's try and match that, everybody else. Uh, cool. Uh, any last parting words there, Mr. Champ? Sure. Well, I, I just want to say it's been a lot of fun, actually. Um, you know, I, I love the consistent praise that I get from the podcast here. Uh, I love talking to you guys. I, I, it's just been really nice. It's been fun, you know, going back all the way to uh, the brothers thing. Hey, this is my older brother by about seven years. So the funny thing about some of the names on this podcast and some of the names in this league or, Hey, I heard about you guys like when we were kids back when I was <laughs> too young to hang out and I was kind of lame. And now that we're all kind of on the same level, it's, it's been a lot of fun and I, I really appreciate it. And uh, pretty thankful for all the awards and stuff. And it's great to be on here and uh, fun stuff. Greatly. Good luck to everybody and uh, right. have fun. Yeah. So be thanks, Ben. That was awesome. Congrats on the zippies. All right. Thanks. Take care guys. Thanks for joining us later. Bye. All right, team one, done. That's a wrap. Thanks to Boss Fight for coming on and for Zilferilla for co-hosting again. And that is the first episode of the team analysis team breakdown series that we'll be doing again. Um, 11 more episodes to come. Uh, should take us for... A few months at least so looking forward to doing the rest of those and hopefully those new owners those owners will be able to come on and explain their reasoning uh what they like and don't like about their team uh really looking forward to talking to everybody about um their particular keeper team so here we go so formalities uh you can reach me at twitter at eric toft uh at zilla Ferilla. that's um Actually, at Toff Brian, that's Zilla Ferrilla. It used to be Zilla Ferrilla. And you can also um, email the podcast at um, thetcflpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always follow the podcast at thetcflpodcast on Twitter. And so use all those avenues. Uh, give us some feedback. Um, follow the podcast. We are now on Apple Podcasts. So there we go. I guess we've made it. Uh, we've got all kinds of avenues, Anchor, Google Podcast, obviously Apple, Stitcher, um, TuneIn, all these different podcasts you can, uh, sources you can subscribe to, so feel free to do so. Until next time, dudes. Later. <laughs>